Yeah. 50 years of hip hop. 50 years of hip hop from listener power. KEXP. Yeah. This is 50 years of hip hop. I'm Larry Mizell Jr. This week, Roddy Nickport takes us back to 1986 with the track No Sleep Till Brooklyn with the Beastie Boys iconic debut album License to Ill. A trio of snotty young punk rockers from New York enters the growing hip-hop scene with a couple of signature elements, quick, very brash rhymes, kick-down-the-line old-school style, and bombastic, heavy metal-inspired beats. It not only nodded to the legacy and the sound of Run DMC, but would pave the way for rap rock, among other things. We got an album coming out called License to Ill in August. In the end of August. End of August. This is my bet. Packed full of hits. That's Leroy. The Beastie Boys is made up of Mike D, MCA, and Ad Rock. They're all rappers as well as instrumentalists with roots in punk. This track is from one of their early EPs called Polywog Stew. In 1983, they experimented with a joke record called Cookie Puss. It was a rap EP that mostly served as a platform for joking around with a prank call. The instrumentation on that record blends with what they've already been doing as punk rockers with emerging techniques in hip-hop, like scratching and sampling. From here... Long story short, British Airways used a song from the Cookie Puss EP, the Beastie Boys sued, and the money from that lawsuit helped launch their career. The Beastie Boys took their cheeky bro energy and turned it into their first studio album three years later, Licensed to Ill. The themes across this album are right about what you'd expect from three young men in their early 20s. Partying. You gotta fight for your right to party. Drinking. Come on, everybody, let's get brass monkey. That funky monkey. Brass monkey, junkie. That funky monkey. And girls, which we'll address a little later. At this point, hip-hop was just over 10 years old, meaning there was plenty of room for innovation still. And that's exactly what the Beastie Boys did on License to Ill. They were so successful, in fact, that their earliest tours were with Madonna, Public Enemy, and even other pioneers in rap rock, like Run DMC. The Beastie Boys were living the dream, and they knew it. So, they wrote a song about it. No Sleep Till Brooklyn is an ode to their success as touring musicians. And remember, this is a song off their first studio album. They'd put out seven more albums throughout their career after this. But right now, the Beastie Boys weren't just resting on their laurels. They were chilling real hard on them. Uh, 
This song exemplifies two key elements that made the Beastie Boys sound unmistakable. Let's start with instrumentation. They seamlessly blend the sound of the 808 kit with their hardcore heritage. And what makes this track extra special is that it features a special guest on guitar. Thanks to connections through their shared producer, the track features shredding from Carrie King. That's right, from the metal band Slayer. The other element that makes the Beastie Boys stand out is this. They tripled down on their quick alternating rhymes. They'd switch MCs verse by verse, line by line, and sometimes word by word. This super fast-paced call and response was practically begging for audience participation. At this point, it is worth noting that all three members of the Beastie Boys weren't just party-minded dudes with old-fashioned ideas toward women. They're also white. Mind you, they weren't the first white rappers, and they certainly won't be the last. You have House of Pain, Eminem, and Macklemore just to name a few. Now, walk up to the club like, what up? I got a big... I'm just pumped. I bought some sh- from a thrift Whoa. shop. Ice on the fringe is so damn frosty. The people like, damn, that's a cold-ass honky. Let's be crystal clear about this. Black people have invented every prominent genre of music in the United States, namely jazz, blues, and rock and roll. And as white people often do, historically, they've stolen these genres and flooded the marketplace making it all too convenient to forget about their black origins. Fast forward to this, hip-hop, another genre born of the ancestry and modern experiences of black people. Over the last 50 years, it's become a space where white artists have also found commercial success. Now, I think it's fine for white people to participate in hip-hop, but it has to be about their own experiences. Like with all styles of music, authenticity is at the heart of it. Here's one way to look at it. According to MTV, the great rapper Rakim says it's all about skills, not about your background. You spit your rhymes, and that's all that matters. And what's authentic for the Beastie Boys? Spitting rhymes about being rowdy, clowning around, and partying hard. In retrospect, some of their lyrics don't really hold up. Like, as a society, I hope it's fair to say we're past the idea that disrespecting women somehow makes you sound cool. So not long after the release of License to Ill, the Beastie Boys listened to their critics and even offered an apology in their song Sure Shot in 1994. After a long, successful career, the Beastie Boys disbanded in 2012. Founding member MCA had died of cancer at just 47 years old. Still, their impact reaches far, especially when it comes to influencing other artists with their vocal style, like Sum 41. Sum 41. 
And if you've ever been part of an improv troupe or a theater production, there's this warm-up game called Beastie Rap. In so many words, it's where you work within a rhyming scheme and try to finish each other's sentences. I could try to keep explaining it, but here's a short clip we found on YouTube. Is that Jill? No, that is Jack! I don't like dogs. I like snacks! I go to school, put on my backpack! Even if you're not a frat bro, you have to admit that the Beastie Boys have earned their place in rap history. After all, they did get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, thanks to their vocal delivery, their use of rock instrumentation, and their beastly, party-hard mindset. No sleep till! This piece was written and produced by Roddy Nickport. If you like what you hear on the podcast, remember, this kind of storytelling is listener-powered, and we depend on your support to keep it going. Become an amplifier or leave a one-time donation at kexp.org slash 50hiphop. I'm Larry Mizell Jr. We'll see you next time on 50 Years of Hip Hop from Listener Powered KEXP, where the music matters. Why you want to bite my rhyme? Bang, 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 bang.